podcast. Hello. Hello. Yo, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you doing? You can turn that up. Yo, your hair's yeah, your hair's looking wild. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> Uh, got in the shower. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed the blue though, blue view top. It's a new sample. Oh really? Yo, let me hold that. <laughs> cool. How have you been though? I've been good. Yeah, we haven't chatted yeah. chatted for a few weeks, but I mean, since pretty much since the last time we spoke, yeah, we um moved into our new space. I saw. Um, so that's been really nice. Obviously, um, prior to that, for context, we were working from our garage for various yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, so having a space again has been so good. Yeah. Um, the space yeah. suits you guys. The space is sick. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because normally when you when you move into a new space, you want to celebrate with like even your like close friends and show them a new space. Yeah. Like four or five people have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That, that that time will come cool cool i'm like i don't know like because i've like i'm always following from afar firstly so let's start over there <laughs> so when i saw the space um, i saw the shade of blue and it, it actually reminded me like i have a foot like i shot like one of my friends like a picture of them i'm on film outside of your guys's place so when i no, saw really? yeah i'm gonna send you the picture i promise you. it's actually on my instagram so when I saw it there, I was like, wow, crazy. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I think maybe to like, to, to start off, first of all, like, thank you for agreeing and freeing up your, your time. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm so excited talking, you know, talking yeah. with this bit. You know, really? this is the first time recorded talking, but normally we talk for like an hour or two. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then, uh, that's why I wanted to like have you like as like the first guest on on this podcast, um, or maybe to, like that actually works very well to segue into maybe introducing it a bit. So, the Front Row Media podcast is just literally me like recording conversations I'm having with people who I feel as if are local pioneers in the fashion industry, people who are like change makers, people who are I think I feel as if are the future who interest me, and who are just doing like some super super cool stuff and. I think, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 a massive compliment to you, by the way, because um, that's essentially how I how I see Art Club and Friends and what you do. And I think maybe to anyone who maybe doesn't know what you do, <laughs> who's interacting with you for the first time, how would you maybe like describe yourself if maybe you'd like introduce yourself? Maybe who you are, what you do, okay. and yeah, where you fall. Okay, so my name is Robin Kater, mm-hmm. and. Amongst other things, I've um, founded a local brand called Art Club and Friends. Um, when I started it, I was 22, um, and I really thought I thought I had enough money saved to start a business. So I launched it at the end of 2016. Mm. Um, and I think the thing I was the most inspired by then was creating um, clothes that weren't categorized by agenda and it's funny because at the time when I started doing that people were like why would you do that that's really risky like that's so complicated and now it's almost like it's so cool to see how quickly that's like 
kind of expected i i feel yeah. um and that's that's kind of why I, that's part of why i started but i think i think the older i get the more i come to understand what why i think i was making decisions then that i'm only really understanding now about yeah maybe just my brand story and brand voice yeah um and yeah i think every time someone asks me what i do i say something slightly different which is kind of cool that's because neat. it means that yeah throwing in a yeah. exactly and I, I don't know like i i really think that's cool because i i, I don't believe in the, the whole point of like boxing yourself into something i, I don't believe like if i wake up today for example and i really like want to shoot i can say i'm a photographer if i wake up tomorrow for example and let's say i know how to make clothes then like i can say that you know i make clothes there's like really mm-hmm. like no need to i think all the people like boxing stuff mm-hmm. into things yeah so and I think, like, I think as, as creatives, for some yeah. other reason, we even in fashion, people drive me mad. People try mm. and box our brand into um, streetwear yeah. or say it's gender neutral. And, yeah. and sometimes I even fall into the trap of doing that to myself. Yeah. Um, but I think if that's at the core of your business, it's quite cool because it, it always keeps what your work um, is like stemming from authentic. Um, yeah. It kind of like holds you to that. Definitely. And yeah. I think, the, and this is like, I think this, I'll use this like interview as well for me to also learn a lot of things which I've always wanted to know about you that like I have no like, no fucking clue. And, um, and I think the first one would be like how you actually got into fashion. Um, like, wh- like, there's always that moment. I know for me it was like super late. Like it was when I was in university, I think. When, when I, you know, like, but when I thrifted the, the, my first, like, jacket, I think, like, the tassels at the back, I was like, you know, I, that's how I got into fashion, my gateway. For you, like, when, when was that, like? Um, also, I, I don't even know if it's happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've recently realized I, I suffer from, like, extreme, like, imposter syndrome, even now, mm. owning a clothing brand that's, like, survived a pandemic and I still struggle to call myself an entrepreneur I struggle to call yeah. myself a designer I struggle to yeah. say like I'm a fashion designer I, I always giggle before I use that that word I know yeah I think that's just because you're hard on yourself though I, I think because I'm yeah I think it's definitely because you're hard on yourself because I think you're all of those things possibly more so, 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 how I got into fashion is it was kind of, I, I knew I was living in Johannesburg at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was deciding between becoming a social worker and studying fashion design. Um, I, I see how you could get the two. I see how you get the two confused. I don't know. Something, something about fashion, just like I felt so scared of it. And yeah. for some other reason that's, that's what I chose. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been like a, a love-hate relationship every day. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I, every time I think of quitting, I'm like, there's literally nothing else that will get me out of bed in the morning. Like, this is the, this, for some Correct. other reason. I feel, like it, I feel like it picked me. I don't know. Because it, it did. No, it did. It did. And, 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 and I'm telling you right now, like, well, and, and me not being in, 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 in like the fashion industry fully right now and me trying to transition towards it, like you being able to just do something which you're able to get out of bed each and every day for, like that's enough. Like, yeah, and that's- I feel as if, yeah, 90% of people don't have that, you know? And I think it's super cool when like you see people who do because that's what you aspire towards. Um, mm. 
Yeah. I mean, not every day. But <laughs> <laughs> we can stay in bed for some days. We can I stay can in bed for some days. After, after lockdown, I realized like people yeah. would often ask me like, where am I going? And I would say, oh, like, I've got to go work. And then during lockdown, suddenly you couldn't just go to work. And I re- it was the first time I ever wasn't afforded that opportunity. And I was like, what, do, what, would, what would I do all day yeah. long if I could go to this place and work on this thing? Yeah. Um, and now, now I'm far more grateful for what I do than, than before. It's pretty unreal. Yeah, that's good to hear. And yeah, <laughs> I think then, like, and I probably this is like the one thing which I've, I've, I've wanted to ask you the, the most. And I think I probably wanted to ask you before we, we did like um, my thesis together, which we'll speak in, like a bit about later on. But like school, fashion school, um, mm. like uh, how did you like find fashion school like i'm at fedisa right now and you at fedisa of course mm-hmm. um and you did fashion design um yeah. which is yeah at fedisa so how did you essentially like find the whole experience because i know like whoever's like listening to this a couple of a couple of people are like fashion students so okay so i mean i think that i think it's it's so different for every kid that goes to any of these institutions because yeah. you're all there for slightly different reasons like there were, there were a lot of people that studied with me sorry yeah. words um, <laughs> and they they want they kind of knew they wanted to go into buying or they wanted to go into merchandising um and i think mm. for them their studying um career or journey was maybe quite different to mine yeah. um i think i was always really interested in um maybe non-practical pieces and avant-garde pieces. And for a long time, I was really interested in st- like costume design. That was something yeah. I was, like, I loved um, history of fashion because we got to like create things from different eras and that was really yeah. cool. Um, but I think that, I think for, for me, I was, I needed to go to a really tough school, which I think um, Fidisa is. definitely a is. tough school. Like they tell you, <laughs> like don't come here if you want to have like a very calm like it's hard work um but i must say i learned i learned how to stick to a deadline there and um that was a really long painful experience for me because like most creative people you never really finish yeah (laughs) Um, brutal but i must say like i I think i think i'm so glad i went through that growth period at school um so that by the time i started my business i'd already learned you know, if I need to work all night to get something done, like I'd already like that's been to be done. Yeah. So that was helpful. But I, but I do think the tricky thing was, and this isn't even about the school I studied with. I've spoken to people who've studied at many creative um, schools and like across the country. Yeah. I think um, the like what the skills we need aren't getting like implemented into schools fast enough. So like. Yeah. Like I had a lot of um, anxiety about my knowledge on, on just how to run a business when I left school. Like I didn't really, I'm, I'm very like open and transparent about this because my yeah. journey is a series of um, trial and error. Like, yeah, I think, think as most, I think as, as, as most, <laughs> as most journeys are, as most journeys yeah. are, because mine yeah. is different and I, from the same. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like you have, you have to start. Right. But I think mm. I wish, I wish there was like, maybe even it, i don't even know if it can happen at varsity maybe you have to, it has to happen after but like i, I told you i watched that um podcast the other day where someone was saying like just i just want to remind african designers that 
you you're competing against people in other countries who mm. they graduate they're going to business um business uh like um incubators and stuff like that incubators yeah exactly yeah. um they get training they get support they get funding um, they not all of them i'm not saying yeah. it's easy but yeah. i don't know anyone here that was able to get uh funding like in the beginning phases of their business so yeah it's self-funded shit here like if if we're if we're being quite frank and i think that's like another reason why um the like i, I started this this podcast is I had an idea before I entered like the industry through Fedisa. Um, and I was writing a lot about local culture and local fashion culture and being a freelance writer, I kind of knew the whole freelance gig type vibe and how that works. But like, I'd never really spoken to designers. I never really mm -hmm. understood like what the story of a designer is, like where it begins, where it ends. And when I heard that all of the shit is like self-funded, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, it's, it's crazy. Like you have to literally like pick out of your pocket to make your own collection, your first collection. And yeah, in most other industries, like it's, it's not, that's not the case. Like there is some form of like, of, of funding. Um, yeah. What, 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 what were you thinking? Well, well, I think like, I think th those kind of um, conditions, like yeah. trying to build a business often obviously lead in, in really capable, brilliant, brilliant people not being able to either grow or sustain themselves and trying to grow mm. the business. And then they, they don't close necessarily because the concept wasn't strong enough or they didn't yeah. have the capacity to take it further. They closed because they didn't have the resources. Um, and I, but I, but I think, um, under the circumstances, if you're able to somehow figure it out, yeah. um, you forced to be really industrious, <laughs> um, and make things out of very little. Um, yeah. and that is, is, is probably why a lot of people are so so interested in South African designers because there's so many I, like Correct. I'm grateful to be surrounded by these people like there's so many South African designers right you're now you're one of them doing... like you're you're you're, you're 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 definitely one of them and and there's like a... <laughs> yeah but my my point is like I think um instead of complaining about not having funding I think we're all starting to learn that we can actually probably reach out more than we do um mm. to all of the incredible support systems we do have around us um i feel i feel super lucky that i've just like gone from um mentor to mentor in very unofficial ways that have just given me so much knowledge yeah um i think that's that's probably the thing i'm the most grateful for in my journey is just the amount of people that have been like hey i love what you do here's an idea or here's a leg mm. up or here's a resource or here's a connection and that is that is actually what keeps you going in in like South Africa as a business is like your community, which obviously we have talked about a lot. Exactly, have fostered it like and, and 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 when we speak about community, like which is like for me like a very like interesting word, um, mm -hmm. you've built a very very strong like community mm -hmm. around your brand, and you. You, you mentioned like mentors, and I wanted to also maybe quickly touch on that, um, yeah. and I wanted to maybe touch on like your relationship with B Diamond um, and, and you working under her. And I, I, I don't know, like I'm a fan. I'm such a fan that I follow on social media sometimes, but I saw when she was wearing like the, the tech bag um, in one of her, in one of her shoots. So I'm assuming she probably like, she probably linked up or, or said something. So I want you to maybe speak about like you when you started off maybe assisting her and, and your guys' relationship like now. So um, my first, I would say like official job 
outside yeah. of um, the industry. I I went to go and well, I first actually interviewed at Woolworths, and I I just I don't know I. I think I purposely tanked the. the interview. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad you did because I think you're gonna hate it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm not the friends that love working with, but I, but I, I don't know. And anyways, I, I emailed B. I must have emailed her like probably like eight times, and she was oh, super busy. And yeah. I, I did not get hunted by B. I just, she, she really kindly was like. You are so persistent. Okay, fine. Come, like I'll make yeah. a space for you. I mean that that's um, how it is though. <laughs> that's the reality. Really nothing. Um I was just Wanted. like mm. super energetic and like willing to learn. Mm. And I think I think those especially the first few months we worked um on some really amazing jobs and some really horrible jobs and I think like yeah. it gave me very quick insights into uh what I'm up against in the industry and what mm. a lot of my um my friends and contemporaries are up against and and she taught me a lot about um just I guess just knowing your worth um in yeah. a creative space and like yeah I think I think those kind of mentors are incredible and, and also just like creating a very safe space for you to tr- um create and try new things and like if you mess up to be held and just be like Okay, yeah. you. That's super important. It's, uh, that, that's, yeah, that's and massive. That, and that creates like um, it breaks that cycle of there's like a, a long-standing cycle I think of um, assistance being like taken advantage of, and and that that wasn't my experience with any of. I I worked for um, Robin Khan as well. Yeah. I, I shared a space with Crystal Birch. Like the the list of incredible people I've gotten to yeah. like watch. Um, that that I think is so important, <clears throat> and that's what like even though I don't consider myself a at the, at the point at which I can really teach, cause I'm still learning so much. Yeah. If someone gets in touch and expresses like an interest and says, I'm doing this thing. I need some help. I always try and find, like, I just try and pass on as much knowledge as possible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I think, I, I think, I think, and, and, and I'm like an, a, a definite like example, <laughs> I think of that, you know, and vice versa. I, I've learned, I've, you've, Ask me some really hard you questions. You keep saying that. You keep saying it. I'm like, I don't know what I've taught you, ma'am. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I've taught you, ma'am. Like, I needed to do a thesis. And, like, I had an idea. And let's actually maybe speak about that, like, now. Um, and maybe also touch on, like, I, I want to ask where you are, like, right now with, with, with COVID and everything. But... You moving to your your new space, right? Mm-hmm. What did that? How did that come about? Like, what did that come on the back of? And um, uh, yeah. So for for I don't really understand. Just for like you know no bad blood, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Yeah, but yeah. Long story short, um, I didn't really understand how to leave a contract, or if I could, um, I landed up like many businesses with uh, a rental lease. I used mm. to share it with few other people um and i also and, didn't know how to read a contract by the way like i just i really i kind of just signed <laughs> to be quite honest with you and then don't, someone explains it off don't do it don't do it anyways but it's it just like, it's basically just like the outcome of a pandemic like things are gonna go wrong yeah um and it ended up costing me a lot of money Ooh. um that and i'm 26 i didn't understand people ask me what my um like contingency plan was, and I was like, <laughs> okay, hold on. like I'm 
Yeah, I also don't know how to answer that question. Like, <laughs> like, bro, I was, I was back a plan for like in case you couldn't do business. I was like, that's not. That was never a possibility. Anyways, yeah. Um, so that was really hectic, but it it, it came in the same month. Funny, mm. like we obviously had like one or two really bad months during lockdown, but then I think yeah, maybe just through everyone shifting more to um, supporting local, we actually had a really good month. We hit, we had our best month we've ever had in the same month. Yeah. That we got hit a massive bull that like was keeping yeah. me up every night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been quite a, um, uncomfortable year and a really hard year and lots of big lessons being learned, but in the same light, mm. um, there's like so many really exciting things have happened. Like, um, we've just, um, hired a new team member. Um, Whoa, is this like exclusive yeah. news or like am I just late to find out? No, I just, <laughs> social media is a, I, I, I suffer from like pretty bad anxiety and when I go through anxious yeah. periods, I sometimes like fly away from social media and I always feel like if I'm not feeling good, I struggle to like, yeah. be like hey Same. guys, everything's not, I've got my friends and like, ugh, I try but, and like when I'm in a good mood, share good news. Like, that's yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm in there having a good day. And <laughs> so, <laughs> her name's Khalima, and she's a really, really, really incredible and um, just knowledgeable yeah. uh, pattern maker. She has worked, um, she's been in the industry for, I think, about 25 years, I would say. Um, and she's just worked, she's worked at Mad Dog, she's worked with big designers, she's worked in swimwear, she's worked in sportswear, wow. she's just like the most phenomenal person to meet wow. at this point in our journey. So she's just joined us and she's um, working with us full time on uh, yeah, full time. new shapes, um, we're starting to do custom um, pieces for like whoever needs, um, yeah. so pretty new, so we're not we're not really like launching it yet. We're trialing it out. Um, yeah. But it's just been so, so, so incredible because I've got someone to work with. Because usually when you work through a CMT, you go and drop off and you brief and then you leave and then you come back yeah. three four days later. So yeah. it's, it's not, not nearly as like intimate of a creative process. So. Mm. And maybe to yeah, like, cool. and maybe to like, like, first of all, like, I, I think it's, it's so like good to hear. Like, if, if we actually summarize, it's so good to hear because I'm always a person who believes in the natural order of things and I always believe that good things end up pervading at the end of the day. So, like, exactly. So, so, so from, 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 from where everything was and how you maintain your positivity and now you're hiring someone, this is not, like, just, like, you know, off-the-back type of stuff. This is full-time. Someone's experience mm-hmm. as well. And you're yes. venturing into new spaces and new things. Like, that's, that's shout-out. That's, like, that's big. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a huge responsibility. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're hiring um, someone now. Like, especially if you're like a, mm. uh, an empath or a people's person, you realize like they're gonna spend five out of seven days here. Yeah, you have to make it worth it. Um, mm. and and like just just the the knowledge that she shared with us already in like the last three weeks has been amazing. And then I think for her, just working in a team with two young women. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very different experience to her. She's often had much older um, managers or bosses or whatever. So yeah, for her, she's the first time where she's mm. been allowed, she's been given a lot of room to be creative and have insights and ha- um, just be 
a integral part of all the yeah. decision making. Um, so yeah, I think she's really excited too. Um, and she's, yeah. she's got so much knowledge around the industry and what's worked and what's changed. And, mm. and the, we, we actually had a meeting <clears throat> yesterday, our first like company meeting and something really interesting she said to me is that the, the thing that's changed for her the most in the industry is that um, companies have stopped investing in um, skills and te- teaching and upskilling um, their staff, especially in factories. Yeah. And then they like, they say like it's not productive enough or people aren't working fast enough, but they're, they're not actually investing them money mm. and time in like uplifting their, their yeah. people. So um, yeah, that's what we're going to try and do. I think that's, 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 for me, that, it's positive signs. And I feel as if like, if <clears throat> I've always said to you and I've always used the word gatekeeper and you've always given me this weird, like I probably think when I say gatekeeper, but like, like, I feel like, it, I feel like it, <laughs> is a, for me, like, it's like a the negative connotation of it. They decide whether you can come in or not. Whereas I feel <laughs> like, I feel like maybe Open. I would like to be a, um, like I'd rather be a trampoline if you could. <laughs> I just want to like bounce people okay. up, you know. <laughs> the trampoline, as a trampoline of the industry. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, that's the idea. Just exactly. Like, exactly. Like I honestly feel as if the best way to to like make some form of change is to actually be like a part of it. So to hire people to pump more money into it and it's weird because I was actually looking at like, like certain stats and stuff. Um, I was doing like some other form of pitch and it actually, I think it was on the Twig site actually that like um, the fashion industry, like, like SMEs, like art club and friends and, you know, leaf apparel and all of them contribute just about like a billion to South Africa's GDP. Like that, that isn't like, that isn't a joke. That isn't like something which is, which is small. And, like by more hiring more people, you contribute towards that. You, you, you're more of the change. And front row media, us just creating this platform and having these conversations, we're attempting to be part of the change as well. Yeah. Totally. And I, and, but, but I also think like, so, so my business in terms of it's like, um, I don't know. I I'm obviously only have two full-time yeah. staff. I'm not, I, I don't even consider myself a job creator. 100%. But I do think, but I do think we create very different types of jobs um, yeah. that maybe bigger companies offer. Um, I think there's a lot of room to grow in small companies. And I think there's a lot more room to, to get what you need financially faster in a small company. If it's set up correctly yeah. Yeah. and it's people oriented, there's so much more you can do that big companies just like Correct. They're very, they're very stuck in, in different and- ways of like, your, your, your employee is a resource and you treat mm. it as a resource. And like that, that is a big part of why so many people are leaving and yeah. trying to join smaller brands. Um, yeah. like, definitely. And I, I think even with, with us, like with, with, with me and, and cause front row media is just me and my two friends, my business partners. And I don't foresee that changing, like, you know, like anytime soon. And mm-hmm. that's just because like, I think with smaller, like, businesses and stuff you have so much more agency um yeah and for me when i speak about like the employment but i just i just feel as if like your full supply chain process right like you making okay. the garments and you, the, the deliver like who, who the people who manufacture and who deliver the garments and the distributors and you know it's like a it's like a self-running system um, so this is the, this is the other thing like when we say like buy local 
it's not yeah. because yes environmentally like if the if the um actual materials made here and all of that like you cut down on a whole bunch of unnecessary costs unnecessary waste yeah etc etc um but i mean oh sorry i've lost my train of thought what are we uh, just saying <laughs> you were speaking okay. about sustainability and you know when we speak oh, yeah. about okay. what are we talking about yeah. exactly so the other part of that is if you're shopping at h&m you, there's like a, you our country misses out on that whole part of the process so like yeah. all of that the packaging and um, mm. the growing of the materials all of that like that's going somewhere else it's getting yeah. shipped in bypasses all of those potential jobs whereas mm. with our like types of business models I, I did one a couple months ago just to like mm. run through the, the whole process of let's just say a pair like getting a pair of dungarees to a customer so we'll obviously mm. start with the cotton then it gets spun then the fabric gets woven it gets mm. washed it gets cut it gets sewn mm. it gets um photographed so that's obviously again models photographer Hello, makeup us. <laughs> then um it has to get um packaged and that obviously requires like We've got suppliers that create packaging mm. for us and we've got couriers. It's just like, it all feeds into so many other small businesses. Um, and that's what you are paying for when you, when you shop locally. So yeah, that's something to, something to think about. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation right now because I know that people like, especially like right now when the impact of COVID are more mm -hmm. sensitive and aware to it, but like, I still feel as if sometimes like, the way it's being brought across to like larger audiences is still very jargony. So we don't really understand like what people are talking about. So when mm -hmm. we, we say, Hey, listen, when you're buying local, you're not just buying the material. You're, you're kind of like adding something to each and every person within that chain. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the whole, that's the whole point of it. Cool. Before, like, I, I know we, I know I'll drag the conversation on forever <laughs> and ever. And there's super cool. Two more things that I maybe wanted to speak about to you about. And I think the one is now just your contribution, Art Club and Friends, in terms of South African fashion culture. And I think I'll, I can maybe chip in more with this because when I interacted with your brand firstly, I was a student in Bloemfontein. And so you can imagine, you can imagine, yeah, you can imagine how far like your reach can be. And I always knew that I wanted to interact with your brand um, when I came into Cape Town. And I'm not the only person, you know, like there's a strong community that you've built and like it even resonates to celebrities and, you know, people who are viewed as influential in South African culture. So I saw, so this is me being like a fan again. I saw that you um, styled um, Ricky Rick. I think it was AFI last year, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. um like how how do you find interactions like that not even just that one specifically but like people like that like i saw boogie as well came by your studio like how do you find mm -hmm. that feeling of people who are very important to south africa's like fashion culture like coming directly to your brand and you know what yeah um i think i think like i like i said earlier yeah. i'm I'm not sure how I'll ever say thank you to the to the mm. the village of people that have at various points in time just like given me a shot. Yeah. Um and like I like I, I wrote down a list the other day of, of all of the people that when I think of like my heroes who are there and and, yeah. and how many of them have helped me along the way. Um 
yeah, I think I think um, I am. Our club and friends is is hopefully going to grow into grow into more than just um, an offering of clothing. Yeah. Um, I think I think I've always wanted to work more and more and in different ways with various artists because um, I think that's like the best way to stay in touch with like what what your community actually needs and like what's actually going on. Artists are the first people to pick it up. Um, yeah. so I think COVID showed us that. COVID definitely showed yeah. us that. And I think um, like my, I, I don't often talk about the meaning behind it because I feel like it, it means something different to different people. But on a lot of my clothing, it does say save the artist. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like, it's just like to try and remind people to like support the people that inspire them, like whether it's musicians or whether um, it's fine artists. Like I just bought my first um, like local piece of art from Lunga. Um, oh really i'm so excited <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie i'm low-key jealous <laughs> that's sick though yeah. and like it just yeah i think i think i'm so grateful and and again like i said like the the concept of paying it forward like i i can never repay back those people for the opportunities they've given me but i can find ways to create the same kind of opportunities for other people yeah. trying to, to create around me a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't even think I need to add anything onto that. That just, that kind of like, that kind of just says everything. So moving along, moving swiftly along. Okay? Um, and, and at, not to run the risk of making this too long. I think I just wanted to maybe speak about one more, one more thing. And it, for me, it's, it's the, a large reason as to why this podcast, like that I even want to do and why it exists is I just saw the struggles of the fashion student when I became the fashion student. And I, I, I have strong opinions about this. And I really believe that the future and the solutions lie with local designers, people who are actually in the industry and making sales and because they're there. Right. And, really yeah. <laughs> and exactly. So, if you would maybe say anything right now to someone who maybe wants to make the next art club and friends, their version mm. of it, or a student who essentially is sizing up these different options, they're being told by fashion institutions and such that they should go into retail and they should go and do an internship there. And on the other side, there's this very pragmatic side of South Africa and the reality we live. And, you know, you, you still need to make you kind of need to make sales and just actually love, you know, in, in yeah. the reality of it. So what would you say being in a situation that kind of where you are right now, how you would phrase that to someone who is looking at the prospect of, of either or? Of, of kind of like starting a business or going to work with someone else's business. Okay. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not a <laughs> like, like, I'm like not Exactly like that. Business. I'm not about giving false advice mm, yeah just for the sake of being positive yeah i think on on my journey i i was really young and therefore very courageous i was like i can do anything yeah. and i started a business with i think like six thousand rand or something and then i was like okay cool so that wasn't enough um and then <laughs> I took the job and then really like so like when people ask me when I started Art Club and Friends officially, it was at the end yeah. of 2016, but if I'm being honest, yeah. <laughs> I only could really afford to work on it probably a year and a half later, I yeah. would say. 
that's in my mind when I could actually be like, okay, I'm now I have a business. Yeah. Um, so, so my advice would be if you have a really good idea mm. and you feel like the world needs, you feel like the world needs to see it. Um, yeah. trust your guts and make, mm. do your best to make that happen. But I do think that, um, because of the way South Africa is set up, I do think there's so much to learn from mm. other people around you. And there's really no shame in starting out with something secure, like a salary. Mm. <laughs> there's no shame in that. A lot of, a lot of mm. designers are like, I don't need it. You do need, yeah. like we need to eat. Yeah. Um, and then maybe once you've like l- learned um, maybe a little bit about like what type of brand you want to start and, and like how, how the industry works and you have a better insight into what your role would be as a business owner, then right. I think that's a great time to start a business. And you've also built up, I mean, even working for um, B and Robin, I met so many incredible photographers and models yeah. and stylists that I, that I still now work with in a different capacity, not as their assistant, they come and mm. source from me. So those relationships were built while I was working, not building an art club. I was just, I was working as an assistant. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, if you can, if you can work your way there through someone else's company, I think that that's a good start. Um, yeah. Unless you can get funding, you can, you can really like hurt your spirits in trying to do the impossible. Cause I mean, mm. it is really hard to start a business with no funding and, and people mm. are doing it around me all the time. It's, it's unreal that people actually do that. Like, especially. <laughs> it's literally like, from nothing to, to something. Like it's, it's literally from like nothing and then to something. Yeah, it's it's I think, crazy. I think what's amazing, what I've seen through like this year is there's been a big call for brands to be more transparent in their like activism. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily something that comes naturally to me. I'm not, um, I'm not very good with words. I like, yeah. I'm, I would say I'm like quite like nervous around like speaking, but yeah. through yeah. this, I've realized how much like activism there is in like just this, the structure behind local brands because they have a lot of ability to uplift people, even if it's on a small scale, mm. um, they can, they can make a big, a big difference. So I encourage it. Like I want there to be more and more art club and friends and, versions of it and things completely different so so yeah i do pass on a lot of that knowledge a hundred percent yeah and i i I think on on my side like i think that's a super super cool way to to end it off and (laughs) and and and, (laughs) exactly we'll stop the recording and then continue but yeah I, i honestly feel like first of all like thank you for again like agreeing to to do this and and yeah, i hope i hope it was it was helpful it was definitely helpful like if if for myself only and i'm i'm, I'm happy I'm, i'd be content with that also so yeah but but yeah and i think in terms of like what you're doing for south african fashion i'll say it is like a fashion consumer at the you know at the very least like just keep on doing it there's a whole community who is behind you and the whole community which is just waiting to just support yeah because it's, it's, it's off intention right it's true intention and yeah like let's kind of like just be the change which we kind of like really want to see and yeah let's just maybe end thank it thank you so much it's been no so worries. good, good to talk to <laughs> i hope this turns out good your journey unfolds because you gave yeah. me so much energy during lockdown when i was like in a hole yeah. and i'm like 
who is this person? You just like, <laughs> let's talk about the things. Um, so I'm, re- I'm just really excited for you. And I'm, I'm really grateful yeah. that um, you're including me in everything that you're doing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm part of the community, right? I'm yeah. on your, I'm a, if I'm a subscriber on your newsletter, then I'm, I'm, part of the, I'm part of it. We've never met in real life. No, actually. Like, I, I actually met him Zwei the other day, like when I was walking down Long Street. Um, and I, like, I, just, like, I was carrying my camera by some chance and I shot a couple of portraits of him. And then immediately then I was like, you know what? Like, lockdown's finished. I should actually go to the old biscuit mall and like, just like, come there yeah. with like a disposable and just say hi with pictures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay cool um okay but yeah we'll chat thank you for everything no worries <laughs> cheers Rob. Podcast.